Good evening, everybody. My name is Abby, and welcome to Meet My Monsters! So, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. I don't know what time it is by you. Um, if you hear a weird sound in the background, like a little panting sound, it is my one potty baby dog. He's in here with me. I don't know. It's just like he feels he feels that we're about to go into the shutdown and he needs a bit of mommy love. So, <laughs> so yeah, for everybody who doesn't know, South Africa is scheduled to go into shutdown for the coronavirus as of 12 o'clock tonight. And today is officially the 26th of March. So yeah, at midnight tonight, South Africa will be closing its doors, pretty much. So yeah, we won't be allowed inside. <laughs> we only allowed inside. Won't be allowed outside. We'll only be allowed to go to the pharmacist, to a doctor, or to get um, necessities, such as groceries and stuff. But yeah, it's going to be kind of weird, guys. I don't know how I'm going to cope with this. I'm I'm quite a, a social being and an outside person. I like being outside. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going to do since I can't leave my house. It's bizarre. But yes, so um, we're going to jump right into this, this week's potty because it is quite a long one, so just bear with me. But it is an interesting one, I think. And okay, so the reason it's so long is because there are multiple stories of this little guy around the world. Well, predominantly in Europe, but <laughs> anyways, um, let's get straight to it, shall we? Most new parents are enamored with their newborns, bragging about how cute they are and who they look more like. Okay, guys, in all honesty, um, I can't see it. <laughs> I'm not a parent. Maybe this will change when I when I am a mama. But yeah, to me, newborn babies all look the same, and basically they all look like potatoes, like potatoes with eyes, if you ask me. However, as the tiny life grows and blooms into less of a nightshade-looking thing, you can definitely start making out distinct features of your child, who he or she looks more like, what their cutest little feature is, and so on. However. What would you do if your child had a beard or loose, saggy skin? Personally, I'd assume I was the mother of a real-life Benjamin Button. Furthermore, I'd probably try a return to sender. I'd just be like, bah! <laughs> However, this was somewhat of a common occurrence back in the day. By the 13th century, fear of changelings was a common thing within homes of Europe. This week, we will be delving into yet another hellish fairy story. The changeling is a bit of a lightweight compared to the red cap, so you can keep your panties on. However, people how people deal with this fairy is absolutely abominable. So I don't know, you might want to take your pants off for that, I'm not sure. But yeah, it's much of a muchness, I suppose. But yes, let's get straight to it. What is a changeling? Um, as I've stated quite a bit already, a changeling is a fairy. Now, however, it is described more as an action than a fairy itself. You see, a changeling 
is a little fairy who has been swapped for a human baby. All sorts of cryptids, namely fairies or banje, elves and trolls, have been held accountable for this behavior throughout the ages. The fairy folk would creep into a baby's nursery at night and swiftly swap the human child for one of their own. Sometimes a baby fairy was swapped. However, in a few cases, an elderly fairy was left behind in the child's place. By definition, changelings were usually said to have bulbous, extra-large heads with eyes which seemed to bulge from their skulls. Changeling children will not grow at the same rate as a human child. Often, they will be a lot smaller and more frail-looking than other children around them. Another common thing among changeling children is that they have extra toes. If an elderly fairy has been left in the place of a newborn, one would often have a beard to deal with. <laughs> so your baby would suddenly grow a beard overnight and it would have abnormally long teeth. Another defining thing about a changeling was its appetite. This fairy had a voracious hunger and would constantly be eating. This action would obviously put a lot of strain on the human family who was saddled with the changeling child. More often than not, the peasant folk were the ones who had found themselves with a changeling offspring. But why the hell would a fairy do this? There are actually a few reasons fairies have for switching their babies with ours. In some cases, fairies would seek human children to keep as slaves. In others, fairies were merely being malicious towards humans. However, one of the most common beliefs was that children were taken as a tithe to hell. Also, just a side note, I have read as well that some fairies would um, want human babies to give them love. So, I don't know, apparently we're a needy species as the human beings of the world. Now it's time for I was today years old. So I was today years old when I found out that fairies were even associated with the realms of hell at all. Legit. <laughs> I just thought fairies were cool like little sprightly things running around the garden. You know, I didn't think that they, they answered to the big guy downstairs. However... Apparently, every seven years, fairy folk owe hell a tithe in some form of a child. So as to avoid sacrificing one of their own, a human child is taken to be sacrificed in their fairy baby's place. Another common belief was that fairy children need human milk to survive. Apparently, fairy mamas can't lactate. Hence, they are dependent on human mothers to nurse their babies. Um... Also, apparently, fairy formula isn't a thing. They're also against it, like us humans. <laughs> Anyways, in some cases, lactating mothers and a wet nurse, and a wet nurse, multiple wet nurses, I'm sure. So, moms and wet nurses would even be stolen by fairies to feed the young. So, yeah, ad adults were, were taken too. If an old fairy was left in a baby's place... This was in hopes that the fairy would be able to live out the last few years of its life being loved and cared <laughs> If an old fairy was left in the baby's place, this was in hopes that the fairy would be able to live out the last few years of its life being loved and cared for by its human parents. If you were a troll, however, it was said that you would believe a human upbringing to be more honorable than that of your own. Hence, Troll parents would switch their babies with humans to give them a better, more admirable life. 
So fear ye not, guys. There are ways to actually catch a changeling. So if your baby has been swapped, you know, you can you can figure out. So how one would catch a changeling? Once a changeling has been switched, there are a few methods used to draw the creature out. All of these differ from country to country, and we will take a deeper look into them as we go through each er area. I was going to say era. <laughs> We're going through the eras, millennia. However, there are four notable ways to draw out a changeling. And across most countries, an eggshell is a common thing used to aid in this process. I don't know why. I don't know what fairies have against eggshells, but <laughs> apparently it's a thing. So the four main branches to discovering a changeling are as follows. You can surprise the changeling into speech. You can make the changeling laugh. You can give the changeling a good whoopin'. Or you can throw the changeling into some sort of fire or oven. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? But once again, fear ye not. Um, if you weren't inclined to go through throwing a changeling into a furnace, there were other preventative measures which could be taken to stop the fairies from swapping the child at all. Once again, these differ from country to country, so we will get into the specific ones. However... A fun one from Ireland was to leave a large pair of iron scissors next to or on top of your baby's crib. But as promised, let's not waste any more time and get straight into the changelings of the world. The myth of a changeling is a widespread belief, spanning across most of Europe and even parts of Africa. We will be taking a look at changelings in most of the areas it has been documented. So, strap in and get ready for a European and ever so slightly African adventure. First off, we're going to be starting in Cornwall. So that's exciting, guys. Um, so a Cornish changeling is a common occurrence throughout folklore in Cornwall. However, one of the most distinguishable tales of a changeling is that of 17th century healer Anne Jeffreys. Although she claimed to never be a changeling, I mean, isn't that the common thing? I didn't do it. But yes, Anne swears by the fact that she's not a changeling. Anne did account for fairy visitations. Anne was known to possess somewhat mystical healing powers like no other. And for this reason, the townsfolk sought fit to have her sent to solitary confinement. She was held there for six months, during which time her magical abilities were only solidified further. So guys, I don't know, this really just sounds like cutting off your nose to spite your face, if you ask me. This doll is like a great healer. She's helping everybody in your community and therefore, oh no, ta-ta, she must be a witch. So throw her away. It is said now during these six months, Anne was not awarded a single scrap of food. And yet, she endured. Not only did she endure, her health and weight were said to stay exactly the same. That must be a bummer, man. I mean, if you're trying to lose weight, then you <laughs> and you can't. But no, it's a good thing they shouldn't starve to death in the other corner. Anyways, Anne attributes her survival to the fairy folk who would visit her come nightfall, bringing her offerings of food and drink. Apart from the mystical Anne, there is another notable changeling thing in Cornwall. That is the men untold stones. I think I'm saying that right. I hope I am. Men untold now these stones, if you look at them, they're trippy as fuck because they consist of a series of stones um, with the middlemost stone 
carved in a circular shape. Then in that circular shape, the middle is hollowed out. So it looks like a big old stone donut. But it's, it's, it's insane to think like, why are these things there? It's very Stonehenge-y, like why? Whilst the structure possesses numerous magical abilities and healing properties, it was particularly helpful in reversing a changeling spell. Like guys, this, this set of stones. Actually, I think we should do a whole series on like mystical stones. <laughs> Throughout the world, we can do the Easter Ed, the Easter Ed, the Easter Island Heads. <laughs> can do Stonehenge, we can do uh, Men Untold further. But yeah, so it had a lot of magical properties. But yes, when it came to a changeling, if a baby was suspected to be a changeling, all the mother needed to do is pass her babe through the circle, so through the donut hole of the stone structure. This would force the evil elves to then return her human child. This is the lightest changeling tale by far, so get ready for some super gnarly stuff. Like I said, remember the changelings aren't really as bad as a red cap. They're not going to eat you or kill you or torture you or anything, but they'll steal your baby, sure. But what we do to them is far worse as nasty people. Next up on our Euro trip, see what I did there. <laughs> you know, that's quite embarrassing because I've never watched Euro trip. So <laughs> I should do that first before I use it as like a pun. But anyways, next up, we head over to Germany. The changelings of Germany, Germany, Germany go by multiple names such as Wechselbalch, Wechselkind, Kielkropf or Dickopf. However, fairies aren't the only suspected mm. However, fairies aren't the only suspected changeling parents in Germany. A changeling can be the child of a water spirit, a female dwarf, I don't know why the female part is important there. Maybe men dwarves have babies too. Um, the devil himself, like Sabrina Morningstar, or um, the Roggen Mull Muchmel. Roggen Muchmel. <laughs> Roggen Muchmel, I think. Anyways. The last entity describes the Rye Aunt or Rye Mother, who is a demonic woman who roams the fields of Germany waiting to steal children. So whilst there's a lot of things out there, so as far as I understood, yeah, you've got those four things that can be um, a changeling parent, you know. So you've got the water spirits, um, female dwarves, Satan, and the rye auntie. But apparently fairies still do the bidding of the switch. But don't worry. Germans are resourceful and scrappy and have a few brutal ways and one terrific way to catch out a changeling. They are as follows. So you can either hit or whip the changeling until it reveals itself. You can heat the changeling, heat in inverted commas, because I'm pretty sure you just chucked it in to boil um, in an oven or over a fire. Or you could cook or brew something in an eggshell. Apparently the changeling will find this incredibly funny and reveal its true age and origins. Next up, we wander over to the Irish Isles to encounter more dastardly tales of the changeling. A baby would be plagued by the fairies if a woman looked at it in envy. So to go into this in a little bit more detail, if you were feeling particularly broody 
and I'd out some poor baby in the street out of jealousy, then you would be doing this child an injustice because you would be signing the baby over to fairy folk, pretty much. However, a fairy could be stopped in the act of thievery by shouting, Lord, help me with this pronunciation, but Gyrum Algus Cossirsum Thu. Gyrum Algus Cossirsum Thu, I think. I'd look, guys, I did try to Google how to pronounce that. Nothing came up. But yes, so what that means in my terrible Irish, you know, tongue is God bless you or I bless you. Um, so if you shouted this at a changeling whilst they were stealing a child, they'd stop in their boots and shake and run away. Another thing I mentioned earlier, which a person could do to prevent a changeling swap would be to leave a large iron object, such as a pair of scissors near the baby's crib. So that's also quite a common preventative measure for baby theft. However, if your baby was already possessed, you could use eggs for cooking once again to trick the baby into speaking. You could also toss the changeling into a fire, you know, <laughs> because that's the, the sensible thing to do. So what this would do is it would cause the changeling to jump up the chimney and scurry back to their little fairy den and bring the human baby back. Next up, we go to Poland. So a Polish changeling goes by the name of a Mamuna or a Boginki. Boginki, yeah. Mamuna or Babuinki. Boginki. The Mamuna spirit would switch her child for a human baby in the dead of night. Now the Mamuna changeling is possibly the most noticeably different creature in terms of appearance. A Mamuna child appears with an abnormally large abdomen, either an unusually small or unusually large head. So <laughs> no middle ground, either got a too big or too small head. A hump, spindly arms and legs, a hairy body and long claws. Furthermore, a Mamuna child will develop their first set of teeth long before any human baby would. If her mother suspected her child to be a Mamuna, she would need to take it to the nearest midden. Now, midden is apparently an old, old school dumping ground, and it was generally made up with bones of animals and people and what have you, and poop and, <laughs> and the like. So you'd have to take your suspected changeling Mamuna to a midden, whip it with a birch stick, no other, a birch stick, and pour water over from, and pour water, water over it from, da 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 da, an eggshell. All the while, the mother would need to scream, take yours, give me mine. No, don't scream that if you've got a changeling, I read that wrong. You have to shout, take yours, give mine back, take yours, give mine back. This behavior would evoke a sense of sadness in the Mamuna mother for its child, causing it to return the human baby in exchange for its own. Okay, next up we're going to Scandinavia. Um, so according to Nordic beliefs, it was generally trolls who were responsible for switching babies. So that's quite interesting. Um, it's noteworthy that trolls kidnapped only unbaptized children. So yeah, if... If you were a heathen, the trolls are coming for your kid. However, you could protect your baby by, once again, laying a steel object, such as, such as a pair of... St uh, 
You could protect your child by laying a steel object such as a pair of scissors or a knife near the crib. If you suspect your baby had already been switched for a troll changeling, all you need to do is torture the subject. Um, yeah, easy peasy lemon squeezy, just torture your baby. <laughs> so you could do this through a series of whooping, beating or tossing the baby into a fire. Okay, next up, we're going to one of my favorite countries, which is España. Um, so now in Spain, there's a very, very, very beautiful fairy. Uh, like she is said to have unworldly, <laughs> unworldly beauty. She's just a, a stunner. She's a smoke show. Um, so yeah, this fairy is known as a sana. And this is responsible, this sana is responsible for baby swapping. Now the sana will leave her baby with a human family in order for the baby to either be baptized, so apparently sanas are also religious, um, or in some accounts it's argued that um, a sanino, which is a baby sana, is left with humans to be fed breast milk because apparently sanas can't produce um, their own. Now... In true Spanish form, these people are nice and kind. And if you suspected your baby to be a sanino, all you needed to do is line up a series of pots and eggshells near the cooking fire. So wherever you made your meals. A little sanino would then explain. Explain? It wouldn't explain anything to you. It would exclaim, I was born 100 years ago. And since then, I have not seen so many eggshells near the fire. I don't know if that was Spanish or if that was just an awful attempt at Spanish. <laughs> but forgive me. Now, the next European destination we shall be jetting off to um, is Wales. So, a Welsh changeling... Um, so, a Welsh changeling baby is certainly a handful. Like, And that's putting it lightly, people. Initially... It mimics the human baby incredibly well. So it looks like a human, sounds like a human, acts like a human, all the good stuff. Um, however, as it grows, all things are revealed. The changeling will grow uglier and more ill-tempered by the day. Basically, a Welsh changeling is downright an ugly brat. These changelings have been known to be both wise beyond the years but incredibly dim-witted too. So I don't know how you get that. Like it's wise, but it's dumb, but I don't get it. One thing to look out for is that, it, um, is that a Welsh changeling is prone to screaming and biting. So like I said, the brattiest of all children. <laughs> now, a common practice to draw the changeling out is to cook a family meal in, you guessed it, an eggshell. The changeling baby will exclaim, I'm not even going to attempt a Welsh accent because I, I know for a fact I cannot do that. Anyways, the little changeling baby is going to say, I have seen the acorn before the oak, but I never saw the likes of this. And vanish, replacing the human baby in no time at all. So that's the Europe's done. I mean, like there are changelings found in northern England and the Scottish border. But yeah, we didn't get there. But <laughs> I'm lazy. Sorry, guys. Forgive me. But yeah, so apparently those changelings can be found out and drawn out and whatever by using a series of herbs and natural remedies, homeopathic, all that. 
what what um but yeah so now we're going to be leaving the european isles and um we're going to be coming a little bit closer to home well you know that's if you me or if you're a south african it's closer to home and even then it's not even that close i mean it's <laughs> it's still a considerable distance but anyways we're going to nigeria um so it is common in Nigerian folklore for a mother to be plagued by an entity known as an obanje. An obanje describes a child who is born to a mother only to die almost instantly and then repeat the entire process. So basically it's like a recyclable baby. So the baby is conceived, it's born, it dies once again and again and again. So whilst this isn't necessarily the, uh, necessarily the same thing as a changeling because no elf is involved in swapping a baby for a baby elf, um, it's also been attributed to parents trying to make sense or deal with sickly children and, and stillborns. Yeah, so um, uh, the Obanje has been credited predominantly to a common problem of sickle cell anemia, which is found in Western Africa. So yeah, it's not exactly the same, but it's still a shame. It's a little baby being swapped for a demon in the mom's tummy and that keeps appearing and appearing. So yeah, so those are the um, the tales of the changeling throughout the world. But now we get into um, the, the horrific true story behind changelings. So today we're not even going to go into what Abby thinks these things were. And I'll tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. So you just sit down. So I'm pretty set on my beliefs about changelings. And for once, I believe with the rational side of life, believe it or not. So yeah, I'm pretty on par with the mainstream belief of the origins of a changeling. What are these? You might ask. Fear not, we're about to get into them. It is a widespread thought that changelings were nothing more than babies born with physical abnormalities or children who grew to be intellectually and deve deve developmentally, developmentally disabled. Basically, if your baby was born different, instead of accepting the given birth defects, you'd label it as a changeling and be done with it. And I mean literally be done with it. As such, reports of changelings within the home often led to accounts of real-life child abuse and often death. If you recall, one of the surefire ways of catching a changeling was to torture the fairy in question or to throw it in the fire, you know. So since changelings uh, weren't actually real, all humans were doing was torturing their babies, pretty much. They were torturing their disabled children to the point of imminent death if you think about it. So, whilst you may be vomiting in your mouth a little from these grotesque practices, it gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> it really does, guys. So, hang on to your butts because we're about to get into the nitty-gritty and nasty of how humans have treated their little babies. So, when questioned by the police or court, claiming you killed a child on account of it being a changeling was a widely accepted alibi. This was okay. So you could off your kid and get away with it by just saying, oh, I thought the little thing was a changeling. Forgive me. No. Anyways, as such, little or no repercussions would arise for the abuser. 
In short, you could torture a child and get away with it scot-free if the judge was superstitious enough. And back in the day, apparently most of them were. So now there are two reported cases of changeling abuse which we will delve into. You know, just to highlight how incredibly unfair this time was on the otherwise abled. The first one we're going to be looking at um, comes to us from 1826 Island, where little Michael Leahy found himself at the mercy, or black thereof, of Anne Richet. Little Michael was born a mute. Furthermore, okay, people might not have understood me because I speak quite quickly. Little Michael was born a mute, so he couldn't speak. Furthermore, he was unable to walk. One day, Anne took him down to the Flesk River in an attempt to bathe the fairy out of him. I don't get it, but anyways. She proceeded to, air quote, bathe the child three times. So by the third bathing, Michael drowned. I know I hated, like, I know I hated bath time when I was little. You know, I'd kick and scream and cause a fuss to get in I didn't want to get in and then when I was in I didn't want to get out so bath time was just harrowing <laughs> as a whole for me however I must give my mom like kicks for this she never bathed me so hard that I drowned because otherwise we wouldn't have this fantastical podcast guys but dear my mom wouldn't even submerge me apart from if she was washing my hair and I wouldn't you know rinse my hair but it was never like a drowning submerge <laughs> thing like how what kind of bathing is that i don't get it but apparently that was Anne's way of washing her children um i actually no i don't know if this was Anne's child i don't know the relation Anne had to michael i couldn't find it anywhere but Anne was just a bitch so Anne was then brought before a jury to answer for the murder of the little boy however she pled that she was merely trying to drive the fairy spirit from his being. With that, the jury acquitted her of murder. They just wiped her slate. Done. Bish, bash, bosh. And bye. I can't even, guys. I'm just like, these things make me really angry. Like, oh, if, you know, the, mistreat, um, the mistreatment of innocence. So a child or an animal. It gets my blood going like, hard i'm just oh it makes me so angry but anyways before i like pop a vein in my head let's get on to the next case of um changeling abuse so the next historical account of a changeling murder comes to us once more from ireland in the year 1895 however this one tells the tale of a changeling abduction of an adult so that's quite interesting because on most um like i mentioned Mothers and wet nurses were stolen, but seldomly was an adult stolen and replaced with a changeling. So I don't know how they thought they're going to get away with that, but anyways. Bridget Cleary was one of, um, was one of your run-of-the-mill middle-class ladies. In the year of 1887, she met and wed her husband, like no time wasted there, Michael Cleary. So that's her husband. The lovebirds set sight on one another in... Clonmel, where she worked as a dressmaker's apprentice and he as a cooper. So I was, yeah, you're going to get two today. I was today years old when I found out what a cooper is. So apparently a cooper is a person who makes wooden barrels. And that's quite cool. However, 
the blissful union lasted just a sh- uh, just a shy decade. No, the the decade. I don't know if it was particularly shy or gregariously outgoing, but their union lasted just shy of a decade. For in their eighth year of marriage, Michael and eight other men would brutally murder Bridget. So here, guys. Sorry, just my little note. I wrote men like a doofus, but it's not men. It was there was a lady involved too. I don't know if there was one or two or how many, but I know there was definitely one woman involved. Bridget fell ill with pneumonia during this year. Bridget was visited by a doctor on the 13th of March, 1895, who quickly declared her health was in bad form. So much so that a priest then came to deliver her last rites, as it was suspected she wouldn't last for much longer. During the next while, countless home remedies and naturalistic medications were brought to her by her neighbours, family and friends. One of these practices would set off her husband's suspicion that his wife had been stolen by the fairies and an elderly, sickly fairy had been left in her place. Wouldn't you know the difference in her face? Or were you so just otherwise inclined about your wife that (laughs) you didn't notice that her face was completely different? Unless, I don't know, it doesn't say anything about a, a, a fairy looking exactly like being a clone of the person, but you know. So where am I? Oh, okay. Yes, Michael brought into the changeling... No, no, he didn't. Michael bought into the changeling belief rather quickly. However, instead of letting his wife slash fairy pass quietly in the night, Michael took it upon himself to give Bridget the most painful and humiliating death imaginable. Yes, guys, I, I certainly saved a kicker for the last account of changeling murder. You see, he intended to find out whether his precious missus had, in fact, been swapped for a fairy. And he did so through one of the most weird fairy drawing out rituals of the day. Like, this is just bizarre. I don't know what the first part of this ritual has to do with anything, but yeah, you can make your own conclusions when I tell you what it is. So, Bridget was hauled from her bed by Michael and his assailants. Now, one can only imagine how much discomfort she was in already. So this just added to her immense amounts of pain. Now, I'm not sure about you guys um, or any listener out there, but I myself have had pneumonia. And when you've got that, it is ah, it is awful. You saw, you just feel like something sitting on your chest the whole time. For me personally, my skin is very sensitive when I'm sick. So if anyone touches me, I will roundhouse kick you in the head basically so it's just it's not a fun time to be alive um and then to be like violently dragged out of your resting place your bed by your damn husband and his little cronies Mm -mm. i would not be a happy camper however this is definitely not the worst part of her death as sad as that is the worst part is coming (laughs) i wouldn't even say the end part is the worst part of her death it's this middle part that gets to me that i'm just like what the actual hell is going on so um to not keep you in any further suspense bridget was then doused in a jar of urine yes you heard me right urine she was urine was thrown upon this poor sickly woman how gross that is just vile um 
So I don't know why, but apparently, and I don't even know whose pee it was. They didn't say if it was her husband's or all of the lynch mob. Did they all pee in the jar? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. She just got a golden shower from everybody, apparently. But yeah, so according to them, this would drive this the, the fairy out. Damn, I'll know if I was the fairy possessing her, I would also leave. <laughs> if, I, if I was showered in urine, I would not stick around. So anyways, after the urine bathing, Bridget was then led to the fire. You know, classic changeling wrap-up ousting. Um, the lynch mob proceeded to set the woman on fire in an attempt to get the fairy spirit to confess. Because remember, in Irish law, if you took the, the changeling to the fire and put it in the fire, it would jump up the chimney. But Bridget didn't jump nowhere. So, as one can imagine... Instead of a scene from The Exorcist taking place and Bridget leaping through the chimney and, you know, confessing her truth about being a, a changeling, Bridget was immolated. If you don't know what immolated means, it means to uh, be caused grievous amounts of harm or possible death, most cases death, and in most cases it's caused by fire. So, this all went down on the 13th of March when the doctor came to visit. See, 13, I don't know about that day. I mean, that number. But yeah, so by the 16th of March, so three days later, family and friends began to grow suspicious. Rumors spread fast that Bridget had disappeared. During this time, Michael swore she had been taken by fairies and held a vigil to honor his wife. Like, I hate this. Guys, so I, I often listen to um, a lot of true crime podcasts and... I watch true crime shows, like I've said before. Apparently me and every woman in the world finds true crime fascinating. But I absolutely hate it when the 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 murderer or the abductor or whatever is part of, you know, like the let's hold a, let's go search for the missing kid or let's, let me offer you my condolences to the worried parents. I hate that. I'm like, what are you getting like some kind of gnarly kick out of it for yourself? But anyway, so Michael the Dick did that. He held a vigil for his wife. However, come the 22nd of March, all would be revealed and Michael would get caught out. Yeah, lacquer. Stupid. So Bridget, uh, Bridget, apparently I can't say Bridget. Bridget's. <laughs> Bridget's charred body was found buried in a shallow grave not far from the family home. However, even though slews of damning evidence stood against Michael and his co-accused, the group were charged with manslaughter as opposed to murder. It's ridiculous. Um, as all of them claimed, they were killing a changeling as opposed to Bridget Cleary herself. So they just declared changeling and the court was like, okay, cool, what, what? Um, one of the accused, this is how I know that there was a lady involved, um, the woman was... Um, pardoned from doing anything and i mean like some of the accounts like that these people were charged with that i read was like 18 months of hard labor like crimea river or eight months of hard labor those were two of the accounts that were given and then this old bat wasn't given anything on account of her being old and frail like shame cry cry she wasn't too frail to burn a woman alive like come on anyways even more saddening is that the lynch mob who went after Bridget 
were a lot more personal than one would think. Not only was her husband a part of the killer crew, but her own father joined in on the P-Bath fire death ritual as well. And that makes me really sad because I know my dad wouldn't let people throw a jar of pee on me and claim that I'm a fairy. Like, come on! It's just ridiculous. But it's different times, you know, different strokes. Anyways, in conclusion, yeah, we're at the end. Guys, I thought that was going to be a lot longer than it was. But maybe I didn't ramble so much today. Who knows? My intro was quite short as well. But yeah, I'm just looking at my time now. We're doing good. Look at us go, kids. Anyway, so in conclusion, to wrap things up with a neat little cryptid bow, I truly believe changelings were nothing more than disabled children born to cruel parents who weren't prepared to bear the, air quotes, shame that such a child would bring on their family. So yeah, in my heart of hearts, I believe that these were just differently abled little beings. That is it. So people have never been kind or forgiving to different you know, different people. If it's different to us, we don't like it. And we don't understand it. And then we cast it out. Um, so I truly believe that this is just another example of injustice against um, people with disabilities. It's just easier. You know, I don't think fairies are sneaking around at night and stealing your kid and swapping it for theirs. Mm, I think people just couldn't take the onus of having a deformed child which is very sad. And yeah, the amount of child abuse that was excused during that time is just disgusting, if you ask me. So changelings make me super angry, the changeling stories. If there are little changeling fairies, they wouldn't make me angry. They're just like cute baby fairies. But humans make me angry. Anyways. So guys, that's that's all wrapped up for this week. Um, I hope if you are in solitude like me, you're not losing your mind like me. Because I am losing my mind. Sorry if that wasn't clear. <laughs> As I said, I'm a sociable thing. I don't like being cooped up. You know, if I want to stay inside, I'll stay inside. But don't tell me I have to stay inside. Because then all I want to do is go outside. But yeah. So if you want to connect with me and keep me company and keep me sane during my shutdown, my 21 day shutdown, connect with me on Twitter, which is Meat Monsters. Um, get a hold of me on Instagram, which is meet underscore my underscore monsters. Uh, shout out to me on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash meet my monsters podcast. Or you can find me on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Podchaser and Spotify. So yeah, guys, if you want to leave me a review, that would be rad as well. I would much appreciate that. Um, but yeah, oh, I forgot I've got a Gmail as well. So yeah, you can drop me a Gmail and say what up um that is meet my monsters podcast or potty what is it give me a second meet my monsters potty at gmail.com so yeah anyways stay safe stay clean and bye